All the latest business news from WA, delivered daily. At close of business, news briefing. Good afternoon, this is Nadia Budihajo with your Monday headlines. A deal to save Perth Glory Football Club out of receivership has collapsed after the Victorian consortium eyeing the club failed to meet certain conditions. It comes after the Australian Professional League's picked Primeland Consortium, led by Victorian property developer Primeland Group, to buy Perth Glory out of receivership under Cordamenta. Primeland Consortium, headed by Robert Bridge and new chairman-elect John Nekic, was selected four months after the Australian Professional League's appointed receivers in a bid to find new owners. The APL said Cordamenta terminated the sale agreement after the consortium was unable to satisfy certain pre-transaction conditions. The licensing deal was announced in July and was expected to have been concluded within 10 weeks. That was after Perth entrepreneur Tony Sage relinquished ownership of Perth Glory after 15 years, after a tumultuous period for the club, racking up big losses. In other news, mining magnates Gina Reinhardt and Chris Ellison will back Delta Lithium $70 million raise to fund its Goldfields lithium venture. The Subiaco-based lithium hopeful today told the market it was undertaking a fully underwritten entitlement offer for two shares for every seven existing shares. Delta will issue about 152.5 million new fully paid ordinary shares at an offer price of 46 cents. The targeted $70.2 million will be used to fund the development of Delta's Mount Ida lithium project in the gold fields. Mineral Resources and Hancock collectively hold a 22% stake in Delta. Both have indicated they will take up their full entitlements under the offer worth $15.4 million. Earlier this year, Mr Ellison became Delta's chairman and bought a substantial stake in the Lithium Explorer, now sitting at 17.44%. Today's ASX announcement also revealed Mrs Reinhardt's interest in Delta sits at 4.6%. Finally, Fortescue has staked more than 1,500 square kilometres of land near its Pilbara iron ore operations for a potential green energy hub. It comes days after terminating an application for another Pilbara site. The Andrew Forest-backed miner last Monday laid claim to two huge parcels of land between Newman and Marble Bar, which together cover an area larger than Brisbane east of Fortescue's Iron Bridge Mine. The applications were filed by Pilbara Energy, the same entity that made the application for the 5.4 gigawatt Uwaru Renewable Energy Hub near Onslow, which was shelved days prior to this new application. That's all the headlines from me. For more stories from today, visit www.businessnews.com.au. Coming up next on the podcast, Mark Powell and Jack McGinn discuss marine-based technological developments in Western Australia. Want to reach the 1% of people who make 80% of business decisions in Western Australia? Business leaders and influencers trust Business News for accurate, independent and insightful news, editorial and intelligence across every sector, every day. Place your brand in front of WA's business, political and community decision makers with our integrated platforms encompassing print, digital, podcast and events. Contact our team of experienced account managers to find out more. Visit businessnews.com.au forward slash advertise. 
Welcome back to our Close of Business. I'm Jack McGinn. Today I'm joined by Mark Pownall. Mark, how are you? Good, thanks, Jack. Yeah, well indeed. That's good. Mark, for the October 30 edition of Business News, you put together a piece on marine-based technological developments in Western Australia. So this is a a category, I suppose, that spans organisations which are looking to use materials from the sea to develop new tech. What prompted you to jump into that piece? Yeah, I look, I, I don't think there was any particular catalyst to this. Uh, there's been various uh, ideas floating around that I've covered on and off over the last few years. Mm. Um, sea stock, which is mentioned in the article, is probably the most uh, uh, that I've covered of the companies that were here. Um, but, you know, and I've been down to their premises in Fremantle and had a look, but, but the others were equally just doing stuff i think the um uh one one of the ones um that's got what's it called a uh, marine biomedical mm. uh they had also just launched a facility in uh Broome. so you know i guess that was a catalyst it's it's a bit like that at the moment there's a whole bunch of companies out there in this space in fact i think there's a few more since i've written that article that yeah. have emerged or i've found out about and they're all at various stages, and they've all got little announcements and things happening all the time yeah it's interesting i suppose you know we have so much coast in western australia we really are a, I, I guess there's a lot of opportunity to look into this sort of stuff the uh, blue economy check the that's blue what economy. it's called yeah and 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 of course the blue economy can be fishing yeah but and it can be wind off offshore wind farms and things like that as well but uh, but this, you know, technology and using the ocean in some way, shape or form is sort of seen. And you're right, that's because we've got a lot of coastline, a lot of ocean and not too heavily trafficked ocean either, as well. It's very clean and and it's not too not too much shipping and navigation. Yeah, very true. So one, you touched on Broome there. You've written about that Willie, Willie Creek Pearls spin-off that's looking at biotech applications from pearls or, or pearl shells. Yeah, so I, I don't think it's a spin-off from Willie Creek. It's a spin-off from UWA, I think. Oh, okay. Uh, just, yeah, forgive me. I'm pretty sure, yeah, yeah, UWA. Yep. And then, so the, so the tech came out of UWA, and then that's my understanding, and then the Banfield family, who own Willie Creek Pearls, yep. have become the major shareholder in it. Right. And they're the, so they're really the ones funding this. And you're quite correct. So they, they obviously have pearls and then they've got all this waste, which is the, the shell and that beautiful, whatever we call that, translucent or whatever yeah. shell stuff. Um, and obviously, uh, you know, it, it, they they would like to put that to use. Um, it's, it's like any waste that any company has if you can use it for some – and so – you know, and obviously it's it's organically formed, and while well, shell isn't bone, and that's what they're trying to do, create uh, like a, a fake sort of bone, or you can use for implants, dental implants, replace bones, all sorts of stuff like that. Mm. Obviously, shell has some similar qualities, um, and that's where their technology lies. And don't ask me to get any, any more <laughs> detail about it because I don't know. <laughs> Won't come to you for the technicals. That's okay. No. Uh, you've also looked at a company that's using algae in waste reduction. Um, so why are these companies looking at the ocean of all places to kind of progress their ideas, I suppose? Yeah, that one's algae harvest. That one's out of Murdoch. Mm. Um, uh, look, so I mean, there's two different things going on here. There's 
like anything, um, there are people who look to, you know, like, you know, they talk about the Amazon and they're going to find, you know, the medicines from, from, tr- from trees or plants in the Amazon. So people are just looking to new places to get uh, ideas from, text stuff from. So, uh, and using, um, you know, processes that are in the ocean in the case of um, algae harvest. Algae, you know, it doesn't have to be ocean. It could be could be uh, freshwater based as well, but mm. obviously they've found something there. Um, and then I guess the, the um, marine biomedical with the pearl stone, what do they call it? Pearl bone. Um, that That is obviously, they've gone, how can we use this stuff? Um, and the other one that's their sea stock, uh, slightly different because I think it was up, I uh, can't remember which university it was, might have been James Cook uh, in Queensland. They found that... Um, that a certain um, uh, component, compound, whatever, if, if ruminants, i.e. cattle, ate it, it would reduce their methane output. Right. Uh, and they found that this particular compound was very prevalent in asparagopsis, which is a seaweed that if you go anywhere near the sea in Western Australia, you will know what I'm, if I showed you a picture, you'd know it exactly. You, you know, every 99% of West Australians <laughs> have walked on this or swum in it at some point or thrown it at their friends whilst <laughs> they're swimming in the beach. Um, and, um, you know, so, so that to me is like, uh, so, so the, the, the university established a company that owned the IP and then they've licensed a whole bundle of companies out there. There's one in Tasmania called Sea Forest and Sea Stock in Fremantle doing sort of similar things. Um, and so I, you know, I guess just looking at the bounty that is the sea, it'd be the similar to looking at the bounty that is the jungle or the, you know, like places that are relatively unexplored, I guess. Yeah. So big opportunity out there for those that can harness that, I guess. Mm. What stage of development are these blue economy technologies in? Are they still sort of pretty early in the piece or are they something we can expect to actually see in practice in the years to come? Uh, well, some of them are kind of getting to that sort of commercialization space. I mean, it's always early days and you do not want to overcook this stuff. Mm. Uh, you know, I think, um, uh, you know, look, uh, marine biomedical is trying to get, um, trying to remember actually where they're at. They, they've got lots of funding and I think they might be getting close to getting some sort of trying to get some approval to be used in other parts of the world, which yeah. obviously they're bigger markets like Germany. I think they've got some links there. Um, so, the, you know, they, I think they've kind of, in some cases, defined their first use of their technology and sort of proven that it can be done. Next question is, can they get permission to trial this in, you know, in that case, probably humans? Mm. Um, forgive me, I can't remember exactly where they're at. Um, the C-Stock guys have kind of, again, proved they could, they want to grow the particular part of the asparagopsis in, um, well, initially they're doing it in like lab-like conditions, so ultimately it would be a land-based aquaculture. Their view is that's more efficient than going out and harvesting this stuff at sea. Yep. So they've kind of proven that at small scale and they want to prove it at big scale. So, you know, like, that, so pi- they've done pilot uh, because actual asparagopsis is sort of proven to work, you know, like... Again, they've had they've had some trialing that shows it's like very it's eighty percent effective. Right. Okay. But you know, like there's very small trials, so there is real positive areas in that. But you still got to work a, work out a way of efficiently getting it into the cow, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Cheaply and efficiently. 
Um, and then the algae harvest guys, I think they've just set up down uh, further south. They've set up, um, again, a bit of a pilot down there. Because, again, you know, like to try, try and do what they're doing at scale. All these things can often be done in small scale in a lab, but can they be done at in a bigger, more efficient basis? And I'd say they're all probably at that point, um, give or take, that they're trying to prove it up uh, to a degree. The challenge of scale. Mark, it's, it's a really good piece. Uh, our listeners can find it online as of today or in the October 30 edition of Business News. Thanks for joining us and sharing your insights. I'm sure you'll be across it as things develop there and have a great day. Thanks, Jack. The latest business news delivered daily. Subscribe and rate the show wherever you listen to your podcasts. For all the latest business news, visit businessnews.com.au.